0: Hey there, folks. Welcome back. It's episode 154 of The SoCo Show. This is the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined as always by the SoHo, Seth Ott. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, indeed. Uh, and then back for, I don't even know how long it's been, essentially our third host at this point. Jared buckendall JB, welcome back, man.
1: Waka 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 waka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before we do anything on this week's show, we gotta give a huge congratulatory shout out to you, JB. Four thousand subscribers this week—pretty oh, big no accomplishment. You must be—you must be pretty stoked.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, it it costs a lot of money to be able to buy that many subscribers, so you know it's <laughs> definitely breaking the bank right now.
0: Oh man yeah i can i can only imagine how much all that costs um <laughs> but it was it was no. uh, it was pretty pretty sweet to see that roll over this last week um and no one deserves it more i mean in terms of people who work hard on their fucking videos and deserve the subscribers that they do have that is you to a t so big congrats i hope you enjoyed it did you celebrate it all when you got to 4k
1: um i don't think so I, I don't know i was camping this last weekend so maybe some frog legs i don't know if if that's uh celebrating or whatnot, but but the one thing again thank you guys so much and thank you everyone out there and uh, you know just letting me come back in the you know into the studio here and record with you uh, week and week and week again <laughs> um, but one thing that popped up on my Facebook actually and this is kind of like even giving me more than you know like more um, I guess motivation than the 4000 but so 4000 just happened this week a picture just popped up and said one year ago today I had 1800 holy crap so wow. in one year, I over doubled. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So wow. that's pretty cool.
0: That's amazing. That is really, it's yeah. cool because you think back to like, I, I don't know if you can probably remember this, but like your 500th subscriber, mm-hmm. you know, it probably took you a long longer time and you were probably like, oh man, I'm at 500. Awesome. And now like how quickly it's built from that up to 4,000. It must be pretty cool to see.
1: It's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, believe me, it's one of those things where I'm like, Keep going, keep going, keep going. I want, I, I, want it to, you know, be here so then I don't have to like essentially struggle day to day, which I'm not. I, I don't even know why I'm saying that, but um, I don't know. It, it's, it's cool to see you grow. Um, I mean, you guys are the same with the podcast. Go back and listen to like episode two or something, and it's, uh, it's definitely different.
0: That's true. Yeah, That's we, true. Yeah, it's been a long we, time coming.
1: We more we doubled our
2: listener base. We went
1: from two to four listeners. So we each have a four in our. <laughs> That's. Huge! Think about all that um, Audible money. Yeah, exactly. We we love we yeah. love our listeners so much
2: that we just made one a permanent host. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that see, cut our listener base in half when we started bringing you on. People out
1: there, if you listen to a hundred shows straight, you too get to be on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's our top Patreon tier. Is just if, after you've committed two hundred hours of your time to the show, you, be, it's you, like you just become a community service. <laughs> (laughs) yeah exactly oh man
2: and that would be community service oh
0: there we go oh wow we're off to a good start on 154 um and as it relates to all this that we're talking about um our our third year anniversary of this podcast um is coming up in a few weeks we'll have our our 156th episode uh finishes our our three years um of having done the show and we are getting very close i think next week we have some really exciting stuff to announce and so we've we've had some stuff in the works for a little while and we've been teasing it the last couple shows but i think next week we'll have some big announcements and things and we'll have some details that we can give you all um, because we've got some pretty exciting stuff coming down the pipe that, that we're pumped about so uh make sure that you catch next week's episode as well um but there's a little tease for you that we've got some got some fun stuff coming up for the anniversary and as far as today goes, and this show, this episode, um, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the Emmys today. Uh, and I'll warn you guys ahead of time: Seth is pretty fired up about some of the nominations and some of the the snubs, as it were. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about. See, I told you, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> he's fired up. Um, besides that, uh, we've got some TV and some movies to review. Uh, and I'm sure a whole lot of wackiness in between. So there's a lot of stuff to cover. So we're going we're gonna to start just diving right into some shit. But, you know, we can't go too far without getting some sheet tweets in. So let's jump into that. I call you a punk.
2: So normally I scramble at the last second to pull these up. But I looked ahead of time. And because of that, I found three pieces of gold. That the Iron Sheik had this week, so I'm going to read all three. <laughs> this is this is a triple Iron Sheik tweet of the week. Oh right. shit!
0: Here we go. Let's do this.
2: So Iron Sheik for his first tweet, um, he just has he has a message to to tell us all. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure people can can figure it out, but he wants he he has us he has a request for us. After he says, "Go fuck yourself,"
0: pass it on. Can you imagine sending that around in like your second grade classroom?
1: (laughs) I could I could imagine that being one of those chain emails that people get nowadays. Yeah, Iron Sheik, now uh, for a second tweet, he
2: has, um, he he's, it sounds like he's doing a little reflecting, um, kind of evaluating his life so far, and he, he says here, looking back at my life, I would like everyone I didn't have the chance to say go fuck yourself to go fuck yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is uh, that's a, that's a man old and wise, making sure that he doesn't leave with any regrets. He wants to make sure everyone's gotten the message. I, I can respect that.
2: And then finally, um, Iron Cheek. It sounds like he's just uh, hearing words and and, at, and and not understanding, or maybe making up words. Uh, he might just be sitting in his rocker at home making up words. And he goes, "Simply is quackery? Quackery a word?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spell quackery. Uh,
2: it's like a duck. Q U A C K E R Y. Is quackery.
0: it a word? Have we have, Have we done any research into this? I have no idea. Let's check it out. (laughs) Quackery. It is. It is a word. Um, Dishonest practices and claims to have special knowledge and skill in some field. Okay, so like you would call a bad doctor a quack.
1: Oh, Uh, gotcha. um, Yeah, yeah.
0: A a quack uh, exhibits quackery. So there you go, Iron Sheik. A new word for you. It Sounds like he's pondering a lot of things uh, in his age. He's learning some new words and... And uh, making sure that people get the message he wasn't able to get out before. I like it. I think it's a good week for Sheik Tweets. Bringing the the triple tweet action. (laughs) Gotta love that from the Iron Sheik. Sheik. Some good stuff this week. I call you a punk. All right. Gotta shout out our sponsors here. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Also, Mathis Designs, head over to etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs for all your stationary and graphic design needs.
2: Paid.
0: And, of course, Mike's Wood, etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodwork. Mm. Yep, I agree. <laughs> um, let's see, one more ad here. Let's go to our previously recorded selves, talk about Anchor. All right, great stuff there, as always. Uh, Don't you love the Anchor? anchor do you love it
2: you wanker uh,
0: big big shouts out to all the wankers who are our <laughs> contributors our anchor wankers at <laughs>
1: <Jim Bongo. laughs> holy shit <laughs> yes <laughs> that has to be them moving forward hell yeah oh
0: wow well. um if you're an anchor wanker big shouts <laughs> out to uh to jared to mike to anna and to casey uh we appreciate you guys helping out the show every month uh if you want to become an anchor wanker (laughs) head over to the anchor uh page there's a link in the description and you can choose the rate to uh to uh, support the show on a monthly basis uh if you're not in a position to be an anchor wanker don't worry (laughs) you can just keep clicking on these episodes keep sharing them with friends uh because every listen does help the show so we appreciate y'all all right. Well, I, I want to dive in. I know we've been pretty quick at the at the outset of the show. It's going to take a while for me to get over the anchor winkers. That's pretty funny to me. Um, but we've got a lot to talk about, uh, specifically around television right now. Uh, and we don't use this often enough. So why don't why don't we bust this bad boy out? That's what she said. TV. There we go. Uh, big TV news this week. We got Emmy nominations. Emmy nominations. Man, I you're say. struggling
1: tonight with that mouth.
0: I, I am just bleh, I'm fat tonguing it today. I don't know what it is, and I'm almost fat completely fat
1: tonguing little mouth.
0: <laughs> ooh, I don't. Ooh.
1: Oh, that's nasty. I'm
0: fat tonguing for midterms, is what I'm
1: doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow.
0: It's not um, made up.
2: It's not made up.
0: Uh, September twentieth. We were going to have this year's Emmys, and we just got all the nominees. So, we're going to go through some of the major categories, get y'all's reaction um, on some of the nominees, uh, maybe get an idea of who you, who you would have as a front runner, and then uh, we can talk about some snubs and things. I, <clears throat> and I know Seth's got at least a couple of those.
2: And I have, uh, I don't know, because I saw a lot of lists online. Never mind, I don't have it pulled up anymore. You go ahead. Because um, I okay. had a list online that had like everything, a lot of the ones online were just like six categories. Um, mm-hmm. but uh yeah. Never mind. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I've got I don't know if this one has everything, but I'm I'm looking at a New York Times article uh that I'll link to in the description box in case folks want to follow along. Uh but it claims to be a full list of the twenty twenty Emmy nominees. So let's start with some highlights here. Uh first of all, there is a new record holder uh in terms of a, a studio slash producer of these things, Netflix. Uh, apparently crushed the record for most nominations uh, among any network, studio, or streaming service. 160 nominations for Netflix. Um, The record was held by HBO. They had 100 and... Well, I can't see what the record was, but HBO was in second place this year with 107 nominations. So pretty big gap there um, between HBO and Netflix. So Netflix was king. Um, We had a a couple of the big... Excuse me, a couple of the big uh, series, big limited series uh, that got a lot of love. Mrs. America and Watchmen. We're, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about those two. <clears throat> and then uh, New York Times also highlights the best actress in a drama category, which is pretty stacked. We'll talk about that in just a second. So those are some of the highlights as it relate, or as, as the New York Times puts it. Uh, but let's go through and, and take a look at the nominees here in some of our favorite categories here. Um, why don't we just start at the top and we'll go until we don't care about a category. How's that sound? Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with best comedy. So we've got, let's see, eight nominations here. <clears throat> Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Dead to Me, uh, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows are your eight, mon- eight nominees for best comedy. Uh, I've seen a few of these, and this seems like a pretty stacked category. You've got a couple cases, Schitt's Creek and The Good Place where uh it's their finale seasons that are on there. Um we saw Kaminsky Method get nominated for the second straight year. Um they got some love last year. What we do in the shadows, I know, is a show that Seth recently found his way to. Uh and I know you're a big fan of Mrs. Mazel as well. So it's a loaded category here, Seth. Uh I'll start with you. I'm not sure if there's a clear front runner here to you um or what your reaction was to this list of nominees.
2: Yeah, good list. I mean I've only probably watched about half of those. Um, yeah, my, my Emmy watching, Emmy show watching is, is down a little bit um, compared to normal. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm happy about Mrs. Maisel. But I thought the third season once it wasn't, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't quite as strong in the past two, which, you know, those seasons didn't win either. So, you know, I don't see them winning. I could, I, I would probably see it going to, like, maybe either The Good Place or Shit's Creek because of the last seasons. And they've always been kind of, one of the shows people have been, like, you know, the um, these are some of the best shows and they're not getting love so it could be time for like the academy to recognize them and then you know it's the last season so give it to them
0: Mm -hmm. i i know i'm i'm rooting here for schitt's creek um and this is a show that is pretty popular right now and i don't know a single person who has seen the show that doesn't absolutely love it myself included um, so I know it's a stacked category, but Shits Creek is who I'll be rooting for. Jared, have you seen much of these? What do you like out of this category?
1: No, I'm again, I'm not the biggest TV person, but, you know, Curb is always, I feel like that's always a good go-to, but Shits Creek is the one that I kind of gravitate to. Um, I haven't, I'm not all the way caught up, but man, I love that show.
0: Mm-hmm it's really it's amazing I actually still need to watch the final season which is what's nominated here um, but I have been I've been catching them just a year behind when they show up on Netflix and I haven't gotten a chance to do that with the last season though so I'm really pumped for that um, but it's a solid list here I've been insecure on HBO is something that um, Gina watches my girlfriend and she's been telling me I need to check out and a number of other people have been suggesting to me so I may I may make my way to insecure but I have yet to do that um, at this point but Comedy pretty loaded, uh, and we're going to look at drama as well. And drama, again, just a packed category. We've got eight nominees here uh, Better Call Saul, The Crown, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, uh, Ozark, Stranger Things, and Succession rounds out <clears throat> the list of eight. So, again, this is a murderer's row. I mean, I think like half of these have already won this Emmy because uh, they're longer running shows. You had The Mandalorian, which had an impossibly huge budget. They come in here after a pretty solid first season. Um, Seth, it, it's I mean, there's five shows on this list that I've heard you rave about in the TV <laughs> corner. Yeah, uh, I have my suspicions about what you like best, but this there's a ton of here. You got to love the list.
2: So I I think Better Call Saul should win. Ozark is also deserving though, um, and then. the problem with those two is like I think Ozark had maybe a better season overall like the whole time it was gripping but I think that in terms of just like the the making of art in general like Better Call Saul was better done with um, acting writing like dialogue um, like some of the the different work they did with cinematography um, all the different settings they had like they, they put so much work into that and so that I think it would deserve it just overall, and then it was entertaining as hell. Um, and then uh, Stranger Things too. I loved to see it. season three; is my favorite of uh, Stranger Things too. So I wouldn't be mad at that winning. Um, but I think what will win, and I haven't seen it yet, but I just knowing the praise is probably Succession.
0: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, Succession's there, right? gotten a ton of love. Game of Thrones is not. Uh, Game okay. of Thrones won for drama last year. Okay. And so that's a that's vacant right now but a lot of these are repeat nominees from last year um better call saul killing eve ozark and succession were all on this list last year um and make their way back so um
2: and um, also I it do seems pretty say wide though. open
0: but yeah go ahead
2: sorry i want to say um with Man- mandalorian i i like that show but it's not I don't it shouldn't be in the best dramas. <laughs> it was never really that
1: dramatic. You're telling me that that episode of Hey Mando yeah, you were drawn some... in by the drama in his voice? Yeah,
2: there was there was some real bad acting at times in uh, in Mandalorian and it was it's a, it's a it's a that show is it's a it's a, like for a lot of it it's just like its own each one is its own contained episode. Like it never yeah. really was a narrative um until the end, I guess. But Um, I don't know it it was entertaining but it's not it was never a dramatic show it's it's not it it doesn't belong in best drama like all those other shows mentioned even the ones I haven't seen I know are better than the Mandalorian
0: well I I'm gonna push back a little bit but before I do Jared you saw Mandalorian and and you seem you seem to agree in general with Seth I don't know what else you've seen from this list but do you think Mandalorian maybe belongs more in in comedy or or to be not nominated (laughs) at all
1: I see that's the thing is, is it, where, where do you put it um I mean if you're going to put it in between either of these yes drama for sure but um sure it can get a nomination it's not going to win for sure because again like you know from what I've heard people rave about better call Saul and Ozark even succession um and I've watched Stranger Things and I feel like Stranger Things had a much better overall season than The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian had some great highs but very low lows um in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. I think what sets The Mandalorian different from most of these other shows, in fact, I think all of these shows, as I look at the list, is it's 30 minutes long. And it's also uh, season one. All All these others, none of these other shows are season two. So you talk about your Better Call Saul's, your Ozarks, you're talk. you're three or four seasons into the show. You have all the depth of the characters. You, you know what these shows are. You've, you're invested already. And even though this year's season, you still, you know, you still may go this season specifically is better than what you saw in Mandalorian. You can't completely remove the bias because you already like those shows. And I know that Mandalorian's different. I, I, I wouldn't fight you too much, um, on having it maybe recategorized to comedy. Um, but I, I really, I don't mind seeing it here. I thought it was incredibly well-made. Uh, and I don't think there was back, bad acting. I would, I, would, I would disagree with you on that. I, I, think, I think the acting across the board was pretty solid. Um, but it was so different from everything else you see here. And um, I liked what was different about it. Uh, I liked that it was shorter. I liked that it wasn't as, I'll put air quotes around, dramatic. Um, you know, there's, there's not so much crying and, and uh, you know, people being... Um, uh, super emotional in that show, but I really liked the Mandalorian. They did a lot of innovative things with the way that they made the show. And they were able to, I think successfully, uh, successfully adapt stories from star Wars into a show that was compelling and interesting. So I like Mandalorian here. I understand the pushback. Um, but um, I don't, I don't think, I think it, I think it deserves a nomination. Uh, I yeah. very much doubt it'll win, but um you know, I, I I like I like seeing it on there because they did a lot of stuff that was innovative and creative. What they did with the scenery on that show—have you guys seen uh, the technology that they used for the background scenery in this? Do you know what I'm referring to?
2: Yeah, I I saw the there was like some feature they had those documentary things. I saw some of that that footage. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. cool. I, I get what you're saying. It's 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 well made technically, but it, it I don't it it's not. It was never it was never dramatic it, I mean it, there, there were dramatic moments but it's not it's different than what it, I, always, I personally think too there was like three probably three filler episodes that were that didn't really they kind of mattered in the end but they were they were pretty just point A to point B um, and there wasn't there was episodes of bad acting <laughs> um, but yes the, the, the effects were cool it was shot well um, music was was really good but I, it just doesn't, it doesn't belong there.
0: Hmm. Well, we disagree on that, but um, it is a solid list here, and it's a pretty uh, diverse one in terms of where all of these things are coming from. You've got uh, AMC has Better Call Saul, a couple Netflix shows, uh, looks like three from Netflix. you got Hulu represented in HBO. Um, so this will be an interesting battle to see. I, I tend to agree with you, Seth. I think Better Call Saul and Ozark are probably your front runners here. Mm. Um, honestly, I would if I had if I had to say I don't like one of these on here. I know that I know most people are going to disagree with me on this and think that I'm a- off my rocker. I I am not that entertained by Stranger Things anymore, and I, I I watched like half of this new season, and I understand that like the later part of the season has the super dramatic, exciting stuff that everyone wanted to talk about, but like. I'm nowhere near as high on Stranger Things as I used to be. And so that's the one on here that, like, if Stranger Things won, I would be like, yeah, I don't think that was the right pick. But for any of these other ones, besides The Mandalorian included, I, I don't think it probably should win either. Um, but I think the rest of these all have a pretty fair shake, but certainly led by Ozark and Better Call Saul, as you suggested. The,
2: uh, Better Call Saul won't win. Um, that's the, it's, it's too far out. I mean, they didn't, they, only nominated one actor from the show, or no? Th- yeah, two. Sorry, they nominated two actors from the show. It's. It. I think the the leader is Succession. Mm-hmm. That's that's. The do you one think?
0: That's... Um. Well, do you think? What are you about? What about Ozark? Would you no, say it's... then that it's Succession and Ozark, or do you not even have Ozark at the top of your list?
2: I don't have Ozark at the. T- I mean, I do personally, but I, I. I don't think Ozark's another show where it's just. For whatever reason, it's hasn't had the the history to it. I mean, I didn't think the last two seasons were probably. Uh, should be nominated but I think it's it's a show that had too much hype behind it with, with that third season people were saying it had too much hype um, in terms of like fanfare as opposed to like this is you know like masterful TV like that succession talked people talked about succession like it was the best show on TV best writing best act like all of it and that Ozark is just more kind of it's same thing almost like in the mandalorian where it's like this is entertaining as fuck you know but <laughs> you know it's it's it, people aren't being like oh this is amazing perform you know like that type of stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah that'll be an interesting one to follow both of the both the comedy and drama sections um seem like they're gonna be it's it's gonna be a a, a fight because on on the comedy side last year's winner was fleabag and fleabag's not you know it's not around this year they didn't do another season so uh, it's going to be interesting in both of those cases to see what, uh, see what comes out. Um, I'm noticing, and I don't know how much timing has to do with this or not, um, but in the comedy section, I don't see Barry, which was nominated last year. Uh-uh. Seth, do you know, is that because they didn't have a, quali- they didn't have a qualifying season in the time, or, or is this just they didn't think to nominate Barry?
2: I just don't think they nominated Barry. I, I think that. Do you
0: agree with that? Um,
2: I don't know. I mean i like the season a lot um i think it's a great show but i
1: sure i don't know (laughs) i i get a a question here where is dave
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm wondering uh dave might have come out too late it might be on like next year's i would need here actually let's let's settle this because i want to find um let's get the time
2: i don't i don't Um, know if I mean, Dave's hilarious, but I don't know if it's the type of show the Academy's putting up there. <laughs>
1: but it is they the nominated, best
0: nominated Atlanta. comedy. Atlanta, they nominated Atlanta a couple times.
2: A, a, Atlanta, though, is it? It's a little bit more. I think, I, honestly, I think because of the, like social issues and things they talk about, like in that. Whereas Dave, I mean, there's a fucking milking table. Like I don't <laughs> think the Academy. <laughs> I don't think the Academy is gonna. It it just goes way too, blue almost with that stuff I where can see like Atlanta di- I mean Atlanta had some weird stuff in it but it never went like <laughs> It went, never went to the milking table. <laughs> it never went to the milking table. It never jumped to the milking table like
1: Dave did.
0: I can see that. I can see that. Um, the eligibility period is um, <clears throat> June 1st to July or sorry June 1st to May 31st um
2: i think dave would Da-da-da-da.
0: have been uh primetime emmys the show must originally air i'm wondering if it straddled was it on during may and then into june i don't remember what the timing was no i think uh, it, was it may done. have they may have finished before the end yeah of may. i think it finished. so maybe before. it's just yeah
2: I don't maybe think just it's not nominated nomin-
0: i would nominate it um of course i don't watch nearly as much tv i haven't seen a lot of these shows but in terms of comedies that i saw in the last year dave would be near the top of my list but you know like i said i haven't seen all these nominees <laughs> um so those are the uh those are the, the long running shows. We do have the best limited series as well here. Um and I'll give you a quick tease. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what will and should win this in a second. Um Oof. But Best Limited series nominees, five of them. We have Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, and Watchmen. If Watchmen doesn't win this category, I'll riot. I'll, <laughs> I'll have a one man Watchmen um I know neither of you guys have finished this yet. Watchmen's probably the best piece of TV I've seen that I can remember. Um, I can't tell you, like, what's... I can't come up with something that I can tell you is better than Watchmen. I just think top to bottom, like, all the acting, all the technical, all the plot, all the right... Like, everything about Watchmen is damn near perfect, I think. I'm a little bit surprised to see it as a limited series. I I, I, I think they're cleared for a season two. I'm not certain. Um... But if they are, um, I'll be interested to see what happens with that, being that it's categorized as best limited. But um, I, would, I would, not only is that my perf- personal preference, but I would be shocked if Watchmen didn't win this category.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I watched Half of Watchmen, and I do like it a lot. I just need to go back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Sure. I, I, I agree with you, though. I think that has the most um, like, fanfare
1: going into it.
0: Mm hmm. Did you guys see any of these others? Little Fires, Mrs. America, Unbelievable, or Unorthodox? No.
1: I I have not, but I know Jill, my sister, uh, talked about Little Fires Everywhere, that she kind of, uh, I think, turned it on and binged all the way through it, so that's the only one that I know of other than, uh, you know, Watchmen.
0: Fires, mm-hmm. fires everywhere. This <laughs> fire is little. <laughs> the one, uh... <laughs> The one here that I haven't seen that I would really like to is unbelievable. This is Caitlin Deaver uh, from Booksmart. And she is a, I, I think she's a young woman who um, has been sexually assaulted and is, is going through the court process of having her her uh, attacker uh, prosecuted. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. And it's got a couple other actresses who I think we're going to see a few nominees from that one as we go on here. But that's the one from this that I'm, I'm interested in watching next. But I think Watchmen's got this one going away. Um, I mentioned before, Watchmen has, I did not mention before, Watchmen has the most nominations of anything, um, of any show on on the list. So you'll hear a lot of Watchmen as we keep going here. Um, Let's go to the actors and actresses. We'll start in comedy, uh, and we'll start with the ladies first here. So from Dead to Me, we have Christina Applegate. Um, From Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnahan is nominated again uh dead to me also we have Linda Cardellini so both her and Christina Applegate are nominated uh Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, Katherine Catherine O'Hara for Shit's Creek and Issa Rae for Insecure um again you know it's it's a stacked category I think we see a lot I, I'm noticing this a lot when we talk Emmys that there's just so much good shit constantly coming out that the stuff that rises to the top like I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset for any of these to win um I think if I have if I'm rooting for anything, it's Catherine O'Hara for Shit's Creek. Her character in that is incredible and so funny. Um, but uh, Seth, I don't know how much of these you've seen besides Mrs. Yeah. Maisel, but do you think Rachel Brosnahan will take it home again? She's won this at least once before. Yeah,
2: I think just the one, the the first season she won it. Um, I mean, I'd be happy for her. I mean, I think it's the only one I've seen. Um, I, I was kind of surprised that uh, there wasn't like Kristen Bell maybe for the last season of Good Place because um, I no. Uh, There was another cast member who got nominated, but um, yeah, I mean, sure. I I don't know. I have no idea who's going to win, honestly. I I could see Catherine O'Hare again for being the, the last season,
1: but I don't know.
0: Jared, what do you think? Have you seen anything here besides Shit Creek?
1: um no I've only been uh yeah that I'm not gonna be able to add too much to this conversation <laughs> right there but again I talked to uh my sister and she said that she really enjoyed dead to me um mm-hmm. it's gotta be funny right because there's two uh actresses from the show on this list so I would assume I it's, it's like good.
0: I don't know. I haven't sat down and watched it, but I've seen like the commercials and things. I, I would I would probably think it it's more of a dramedy than anything, almost in the vein of a Barry, where you know Barry's funny, but it's more dramatic. Um, I, I know it's about a woman who's widowed. I, I well, I think it's about a woman who's widowed and her kind of um, going through what happens after you're widowed. Um, so I think there's a lot of dramatic Sounds elements, hilarious. but I have <laughs> I have heard about it getting getting quite a bit of love. So um pretty cool that both leads nominated here you don't see that super commonly unless it's game of thrones um but let's switch over to the gentleman here so for best actors in a comedy uh, anthony anderson for blackish this must have been a good season of blackish i need to catch up
2: he's they're, Um, they're always nominated
0: yeah they do a good job on that show um, Don Cheadle is nominated for Black Monday, which I have not seen, but I've seen some funny clips from. Yeah. Uh, Ted Danson is nominated for The Good Place. Michael Douglas is nominated again for The Kaminsky Method, and then Eugene Levy for Shit's Creek. Uh, a lot of Shit's Creek nominees here. Um, so last year, uh, Bill Hader won this for Barry. So another category here where last year's winner is not present. Seth, who do you like here? Um.
2: I don't know. Again, I don't I, I don't watch a ton of those. I watched Good Place, so I hinted at that earlier. Um, so i would be cool to see Ted Danson win another one. Uh, he hasn't won one probably since Cheers, I don't think. So, um, mm-hmm. so that'd be cool. Um, Eugene Levy would be cool, too. I like him. Um, I don't think he's ever really gotten a ton of love with the Emmys either. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The, those those sound yeah.
0: fun. <laughs> Here's a chance, Jared, for you to weigh in. You've seen The Good Place and Shit's Creek. Who would you like between Ted Danson and Eugene Levy?
1: Um, I've only seen Shit's Creek. I haven't seen The Good Place. Yeah, Cody. Um, so, you haven't watched The uh, Good Place? I, oh, you haven't no watched The Good
0: Place. Well, okay, okay, oh, I, so good. I've
1: spot watched it with my sister again, but the thing is, uh, going Stop. to John, Don Don Cheadle, yeah, I've seen some funny, funny clips from that show. Um, I was kind of surprised that it made the list.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know what? I left a nominee off. There's an ad here <gasps> on this page that's Ooh. cutting me off. Uh, in addition to Anthony Anderson, Don Cheadle, Ted Danson, Michael Douglas, and Eugene Levy, Rami Youssef is on here for his show Rami, which I know has gotten, it's probably Rami, um, I know is on <laughs> Rami's his porn
1: of, name. <laughs> oh,
0: God. There we go. Wow. I thought, <laughs> I <didn't>, that was, <laughs> oh, that's nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking for. Um, but I know I know Rami has gotten a lot of love, um, and folks who are watching that on Hulu have enjoyed it. But I don't think any of us has seen that. Um, so for me, it's still, it's still Ted Danson and Eugene Levy. I think one of those old dudes um, wrapping up their roles. Um, those will be who I'm rooting for, at least. Um, let's go to the drama. I mentioned this before, but listen to this murderer's row for uh, best actress in a drama. So we have Jennifer Aniston, who is incredible in The Morning Show. Um, Olivia Coleman uh, is up for The Crown. We have Judy Comer for Killing Eve. Uh, Laura Linney in Ozark. Sandra Oh in Killing Eve, and then Zendaya is nominated for Euphoria, which I didn't see but was, was super um, popular um, during its season one run. Um, as far as, let's see, who won lead actress last year? It was Jodie Comer who won last year. She's nominated again here. Um, but, Seth, I know you've seen a few of these, at least a couple. Um, do you like Jodie Comer again, or do you think uh, maybe it's a Laura Linney did you like her in this new season of Ozark?
2: I mean, I I don't know. I've never seen any, haven't seen anything with Jodie Comer, so I don't know if she'll win again or not. Um, with um, yeah, I mean Laura Linney would be would be great. She was fantastic in Ozark. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I guess go with Jodie Comer again, but sure. I I, I honestly have no idea um, with this category. Um, I do think though there was a snub here, and you could potentially go um with um lead or excuse me a supporting actress but honestly she was she's just as much of a lead but it's um Rhea Rhea who plays Kim Wexler in Better Call Saul um she's essentially the the other lead in that show um and she she was like she was better than Bob Odenkirk in the season and she drove a lot of the stuff that happened a lot of this like she transformed more of the season than even he did and, and the, the show's about uh the, the show's about him going in to be Saul you know from Jimmy Jimmy McGill so I don't she she was absolutely robbed and and I know there's a lot of stuff online too about it um uh, kind of some some backlash uh, about about that as well but yeah she definitely deserved uh nomination here mm-hmm
0: mm-hmm I can tell you here from my standpoint, um, it's Jennifer Aniston in this category, uh, and I didn't see, honestly, her performance is the only one from this list that I've actually seen, but she, Jennifer Aniston is doing some of her best stuff in the morning show. She She's really, really good. I know that's a show neither of you have seen, and I know, Seth, you really hate Apple TV Plus, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's worth watching that area. Um, it's worth hooking up Apple TV even just for the morning show if you haven't seen it. High recommend And Jennifer Aniston's great in that one. Um, Excited to see Zendaya on here. I know, um, you know, I'm not sure, I haven't seen Euphoria, so I'm not sure what her odds are of winning. But um, I think I've seen a lot of her that I've liked um, so far in her young career. So I'm excited to see where she goes next. And all that recognition is is certainly only good for her. So she'll be in some good stuff here coming up. And I I may need to catch up with Euphoria. A lot of people have, have liked that one a lot. Um,
1: yeah, the, the people I've talked to, they really are praising Zendaya for this uh, performance, so I, I, I don't know, maybe it could be a thing where she pulls away with it, um, I haven't seen The Morning Show and I haven't seen Euphoria, but from the people I've talked to, they uh, very much have it high on their list.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely um seth let's get your opinion on this best actor in a drama because you've seen a few of these uh jason bateman for ozark sterling k brown uh i know he's been nominated at least once before for this one for this is us steve carell from the morning show uh brian cox from succession billy porter in pose and then jeremy strong also for succession um I'll tell you this: I I really enjoyed Steve Carell. I thought his performance was really good in the morning show. I just don't really think he's a lead in that show, and so I, I have a hard time thinking he's going to win this one. So I would almost take him off the table. Um, but Seth, based on what you've seen, you've seen all these except for um, Billy Porter, I believe. So I haven't who seen do you morning like show
2: either, and I've only watched um, parts of Succession, so I've at least seen some of them. But um, so I think the person who win here is Brian Cox because he was he got the most praise throughout the the, whole, the uh, last couple seasons of Succession talking about how great he is. Um, so I think he wins. Um, a note here, Sterling K. Brown is a double nominee this year for This Is Us and then supporting actor in a comedy series for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, and then Jason Bateman's great, but again, and I actually I was wrong, there's only one um, nominee for Better Call Saul for acting, uh, supporting actor, but uh, no Bob Odenkirk either, which is criminal. Like the 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 academy here is completely stupid. <laughs> they, I, I I don't understand why that didn't get nominated and that's why I said too earlier they're not going to win. That show won't win. They're they're not even close to being a favorite. Um so yeah, uh stupid nominees. I I mean honestly, I'd even take Sterling K Brown out over Odenkirk Like it's I don't know. It's it's annoying, but yeah, I think I think uh, Brian Cox probably wins it.
0: Mhm. Um, I didn't realize this, but Billy Porter did win this last year uh, for Pose. So maybe he's your front frontrunner. Um, but another another solid category here. I think we're going to continue to hear Seth Wine about Better Call Saul. So let's do it in our next category here. Um, oh, actually, you won't have a chance to. We're going to limited series. Um, so the actresses in limited series, Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America, um, Shira Haas for Unorthodox, Regina King in Watchmen, uh, Octavia Spencer in Self-Made, and then Carrie Washington in Little Fires Everywhere. Um, there's not a lot here. I don't think any of us have seen anything from here except I've seen Watchmen. Regina King is amazing in Watchmen. Um, I would, if she won, I, I don't think anybody would be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what, what these other actresses brought in these limited series, because I've, I've seen, um, I've, I've not seen them. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see who takes this one, but I'll, I'll definitely be rooting for Regina. If she won it, it would be well-deserved. She was so, so good in Watchmen.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there
0: uh the actors in limited series we got more watchmen jeremy irons uh hugh jackman in bad education uh paul mescal in normal oh. people jeremy pope in hollywood and mark ruffalo for i know this much is true um so bad education i know we've talked about as a film um but tv movies do do qualify here um and i know you guys like Hugh jackman and that a lot i thought jeremy irons was really excellent in watchmen um and so another one where i don't think there's a really obvious front runner here but i've heard good things about mark ruffalo and this i know this much is true and i know he plays twins so maybe that gives him a little bit of an advantage here
1: twins basil twins
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god
2: (laughs) that's amazing um i i mean honestly i would choose hugh jackman um I think what he did in that movie, uh, because I got confused for a second. I'm like, what the hell? That's a movie. But, yeah. Um, No, I think he was awesome in that. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I liked what I saw for Jeremy Irons. Um, And then, yeah, the the Mark Ruffalo one is strange because I thought that came out. I thought that was relatively, relatively uh, recent that that was on
0: yeah it, it came i think parts of it were coming out during quarantine i think yeah. so um all that seems recent but it, yeah apparently got they got it in before uh, the end of the qualifying window um let's talk about some supporting actors yep. and actresses and maybe we'll end it there so um, um
2: actually real quick with um with uh, the 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 mark Ruffalo show it ended on june 14th so kind of like after so the majority of it was out before that that may window um what if like so they they were like okay we're gonna nominate this this is great mark Ruffalo's fantastic and then like in the last two episodes he does like this real sticky thing he's just like hi mark <laughs> Ruffalo like he does that <laughs> stuff and, and they're like oh well shit he's already nominated and he, he acts like a moron in these last two episodes <laughs>
0: That would be pretty funny. If they knew they were going to be nominated and they just dicked off for three episodes, that would be pretty yeah. funny. Um, all right. So we're going to start with supporting actresses in comedies. Um, a lot of a lot of things here that I know Seth is going to recognize. Uh, Alex Borstein for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Bet- Betty Gilpin for Glow. Darcy Cardin in The Good Place. Yeah. Um, Maren Hinkle in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Kate McKinnon for SNL. Uh, Cecily Strong also nominated for SNL and then Annie Murphy in Shit's Creek and Yvonne Orgy I'm probably am not saying that right <laughs> I can't imagine what? Orgy I don't know it could be Orgy for all I know I don't know how you say homegirl's name but uh, she's on Insecure um, and I think I know what character she is in Insecure and I, I've seen her and she's pretty cool um, but Seth you've seen almost all of this with the exception to Insecure and Shit's Creek what do you like here
2: I've never seen SNL either <laughs> um yeah that I mean this is this is definitely uh I mean it's stacked for sure. Um I would love to see Darcy Carden win. I I she was great in the good place. Um mm-hmm. which is so weird for like a robot to kind of like have depth over time and be like it never got old her shtick. It was always it was always hilarious. Um Betty Gilpin, I always love Alex Borstein and Mrs. Maisel I always love um, I don't know I mean Kate McKinnon seems to be always like kind of like the the front runner and the supporting uh, comedy actress there so I don't know
0: yeah we will see um, Alex Borstein won this last year um, but Kate McKinnon Marin Hinkle Betty Gilpin were all nominated last year. Um so another category with a lot of repeat nominees. Uh I, I will say a quick word for Annie Murphy and Schitt's Creek, especially in well, not the final season, but the season before, which I think is season five. Um she's 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 really kind of grown into her own in that character, and that character's fucking hilarious. She's so funny. So I would love to see honestly, anytime Schitt's Creek is nominated, I would love for it to win. Um they're just the fun little the, little the little engine that could. Um and I think a lot of people will be rooting for them. <clears throat> Jared, I'm just going to let you jump in when you've got something, because I don't know if you've seen... I don't know. You you lost me. You
1: almost had me at Orgy, and then you lost me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should have known. I should have known. Let's look at the actors for uh, comedy supporting roles. Mahershala Ali in Rami, probably not Rami. Alan Arkin in The Kaminsky Method. I think he was nominated last year as well. Andre Brower in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who I love. Uh, Sterling K. Brown in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel William Jackson Harper who plays Cheaty in The Good Place Dan Levy uh, for Schitt's Creek, Tony Shaloub in Mrs. Maisel and then Keenan Thompson for SNL. This is a pretty pretty stacked category as well from what I understand. I haven't seen all of this um, but I will say Andre Brower in Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorite favorite characters <laughs> in anything that I'm watching so I would love to see him win this one
2: You duplicitous bitch <laughs> um yeah that's i mean this is this is as stacked as it gets i think um man like like you mentioned andre brower is fantastic um tony Shaloub is one his character is abe um is one of my favorite in tv um sterling k brown was amazing and marvelous mrs mazel as well um i mean wouldn't it would be great to see Cheedy win uh and then keenan i mean who wouldn't want to see keenan win that guy's awesome mm-hmm. yeah. so it's, it's stacked um, personal favorite I would probably go ugh, I think I would probably lean towards Shaloub. Um but yeah that, that's a tough one to actually pick
0: Jared, you've seen some nine nine, right? You gotta love the
1: nine nine. You
0: gotta love Captain Holt.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, he he his his delivery and everything in that show. And then uh, you know, I've only seen a handful of uh, seasons. I haven't watched all of them, but every season he just gets so much better as <laughs> that character. Um, I mean, again, going over to Schitt's Creek too, Dan Levy, I think, or uh, Levy. He's 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 coming to his own in that character as well.
0: He really has. Yeah, he's awesome, and he's it's funny because this is that character is six years old and I think when when that when Shit's Creek started um he's kind of this androgynous character his sexuality is pretty vague and um he's really performative with his action and I think that early in that show's run that was a little more of like a niche character but then that uh, characters like him have really made their way to the forefront and have gotten a lot of love in recent years. And so he's, he's ramped up that character, but I also think America loves that character more now than they were capable of doing five, six years ago. Yep. So I, he's, is very well loved and he's the, he's the, I guess showrunner or head dude or main writer <laughs> or whatever. He's, he's the biggest, he's the main brain behind that entire show. So it's when- really great to see his, um, his success on that.
2: When that guy pulls up to the studio um, in, on his parking spot, it, it says head dude
0: on it. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I'm ever in charge the way he was for that show, that's what I want my shit to say is head dude. Um, Are, this one went said- to Tony Shalhoub last year, though. So, Seth, to your point, uh, he, he does stand a good chance of winning it again. I did look at last year's nominees. There were three actors from Barry and one from Veep. So, a lot of them fell off and were replaced this year, and uh, they ended up with a pretty solid list. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Let's go through uh, the supporting actresses uh, in dramas. Um, So let's see here. Helena Bonham Carter in The Crown. Laura Dern in Big Little Lies. Laura Dern's having a nice, I don't know if you'd call it a comeback or not, but these last couple years, she's she's really come on. Um, Julia Garner in Ozark. Tandy Newton in Westworld. Sarah Snook in Succession. Fiona Shaw for Killing Eve. And then Meryl Streep. In Big Little Lies, uh, I almost Roll missed another Street. one. Samira, uh, Samira Wiley, in The Handmaid's Tale. Um, so I see a couple of these. Seth, that you watched, uh, you didn't like Westworld as much this season, but did you like nah. Candy Newton?
2: Yeah, she was fine. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's that show's definitely crossed over into like the like I don't know. Um, more, more for I guess people with who want to be confused entertainment than exciting (laughs) entertainment. Like, it's not, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's more, it's definitely become just more like, not, I don't know. Say in the same, along the same lines of like what we were talking about earlier with like Mandalorian, it's, it's more of like, it's supposed to be like entertaining. It's like, it's, it's kind of gone away from the like, Ooh, we're trying to make you think and stuff. Now it's just like, just try and keep up. Like, it, it's it's hard enough to just try and know what's going on let alone like we're gonna make you think and do like prestige stuff it's just like just try and figure this figure this out like just try and keep up please like that's kind of what they've gone to
0: now mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah that's great for some people not my favorite thing though no Um. couple categories left here we'll do the supporting actors in dramas uh, Nicholas Braun and Kieran Culkin both for succession also Matthew McFadden for succession uh, Billy Crudup and Mark Duplass for The Morning Show. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito in Better Call Saul. Um, there's another guy who's really come on these last few years. I think ever since his role in Breaking Bad, he's been all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bradley Whitford, who we love for The Handmaid's Tale. And then finally Jeffrey Wright in Westworld. We he talked about Westworld. Um, Giancarlo Esposito reprising his role, I imagine, mm-hmm. uh, from from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Uh, you I mean, must have liked his character. performance in Better Call Saul.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a brand new character. He's he's not Gus again. Um. <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> no, I mean that would be awesome if he won. But that's what I'm saying is like he's he's the the one fucking actor who gets nominated. Um, he's essentially as a guest star. I mean he he has a big role in the show, but um, he's pr- big part of the storylines. But you know he's not he's not a, like a mainstay of the cast. He's not um, he hasn't been on from the beginning like Odin Kirk and. Um, Bria Sehorn and and even Mike Erman Trout. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. Like, and, and part of that too is like he was nominated back in the day for Better Call Saul. So, um, it, for doing the same thing. So, I don't know. It's just like, ah, frustrating that the rest of that cast didn't get on there. But, um, he's the only one I can think of. Succession. Sorry. I think it's like, I, I bet someone from Succession takes it. Like I said, I mean, they're nominated for fucking everything, you know, yeah. and, and I, I just think that, I think they're gonna, they're gonna do really well, because that, that's just the show I keep hearing from you know people who really love like, that prestige TV. It's kinda like the thing that people talk about right now. So I, I, I honestly think they'll, they'll win a lot of the categories.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all over this one. Uh, Billy Crudup and Mark Duplass, both for Morning Show. I really enjoyed both of them, uh, but Mark Duplass in the Morning Show, and I've, I feel like I've known this for a long time already, but uh, it really was hammered home when I was watching The Morning Show. Mark Duplass is an incredibly good actor. I don't think he gets maybe enough credit because of his start on The League, or at least that was his, when he really started becoming popular, at least for me. Um, so I don't know if he's really broken out of the, I don't know, the glass box of that, like, comedy actor. But he's shown in a lot of stuff that we've seen him in, because a lot of it's independently made, Um that he's got incredible dramatic chops, and he's he's really, really good at Morning show. I would love to mm-hmm. see him win this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's written some stuff, and he's, he's a good director. He's, he's just a very creative guy. I mean, he has his company, too. Has, he has a production company that, like, they're doing Room 104, which I think is back now. Um, and then uh, they've been putting together some movies and things like that. So he's he's really doing a lot of good work uh, just within Hollywood in general.
0: Mm-hmm. No doubt um let's see i'm gonna breeze over the limited series ones um and just say that uh gene smart who i'm gonna do a quick search for her to make sure she's who i think she is um but her role in Watchmen was really awesome she plays um she plays silk specter yeah that's her she plays a, the older version of silk specter in Watchmen and is very very good in this um she brings a lot of the levity to the show and is just incredibly... Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a different performance. She's doing a lot of different things from episode to episode. Um, I haven't seen really much of the rest of this, but uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Watchmen every chance I get. And I get, I get a lot of chances to do it in the supporting actor category because you have Yahya Abdul-Mateen uh, for Watchmen as well as Jovan uh, Adepo and Lou Gossett Jr. Uh, all for Watchmen. And then Titus Burgess for uh, Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Dylan McDermott for Hollywood and Jim Parsons for Hollywood rounded out. None of us have seen Hollywood. I've heard mixed things, but they've got a few nominations here. Um, I really like the guys from Watchmen, of course, all three of them, but Seth, Titus Burgess for Kimmy Schmidt. I know you've been watching that one for a while. You must have liked seeing him on there.
2: Well, and, and it's funny, because it's not for the season of Kimmy, it's for that fucking uh, point and click adventure thing. Or oh, whatever. really? Yeah. Choosing adventure <laughs> thing. Um, and it's hilarious, because you can make it, like, the first choice you can make with him is either um, have him go work out or take go act like he's going to work out and go take a nap <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so
2: part of his acting is literally because obviously I chose to go take a nap and he, he literally the camera just holds on him and takes a nap he like takes a nap for like a minute and a half it's just holds on him <laughs> taking a nap <laughs> that is funny
0: I gotta do that Kimish, it's that funny man funny as hell. <laughs> oh wow um tv movies we'll we'll do these quick because i know seth you've seen at least a couple of them american son from netflix bad education hbo uh dolly parton's heartstrings for netflix el camino from netflix and then that aforementioned kimmy schmidt special so seth i know you've seen bad education el camino and kimmy schmidt do you have a favorite in those three
2: actually i think i like bad bad education um the most out of those three, but I mean, El Camino is fantastic too. But I think that's more. I think El Camino, I mean, while very good, was a little bit more of a fan pleaser um, for like the the fans of Breaking Bad, and even um, to a lesser extent, the Kimmy Schmidt one. I thought the Kimmy Schmidt one was like it really stood up on its own and was hilarious. Um, but uh, you know, I, th- I think that same thing too. Though it's like if you're a fan of it, you. I mean, obviously, you could just watch Bad, Bad Education, you know, going into it, and it's. I think that was that's a movie just. Like, kind of be an Oscar nominee on its own. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, between uh, Bad Education and El Camino, it's definitely a Bad Education for myself. But El Camino is great, but it's a thing that you have to kind of watch everything prior to get yeah. the most out of that. Same thing with Kimmy Schmidt, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's tough on the TV movies, but Bad Education is on my We Missed the Boat list. I'll have to catch that before the Emmy ceremony, so I know um what i like there um the sketch sketch series just three of them black lady sketch show from hbo drunk history on comedy central it's really cool to see drunk history now nominated for an emmy uh coming from from youtube you know and, and total obscurity and rising up through youtube getting on comedy central and now nominated um pretty cool to see them and then saturday night Live, of course um i think is likely to take that one home they had a pretty good season in my opinion um I always am looking at the variety talk series. This is something I pay attention to: um, Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal Sam B, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Last week tonight with John Oliver and Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Um, I've seen. I don't really watch Kimmel, but I've seen uh, a lot of these other ones. Sam B being the least, um, but these other three—Oliver, Colbert, and Noah—I watch almost like daily, um, and I like them all. So whoever takes that one home, I'll be pretty happy if it's if it's one of them three, and I, I think it will be. We did not have the floor is lava or holy moly in oh. reality competition programs. Uh, Seth, you gotta this be is what about I'm ranting snubs. about.
2: <laughs> God damn it, you stupid motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I'm just going to run through some of the notables on the rest of these. Uh, the guys from Queer Eye are nominated. I know that was uh, one that a lot of folks were excited about. Um,. For a structured reality program, Queer I was also nominated. Um, Love is Blind, which I know... Jared, did you watch Love... One of you guys watched Love is Blind, right?
1: Yeah, oh, I, I, did. I didn't watch it all the way through, but I dabbled in it because that was right when uh, the quarantine hit and I was stuck in Austin. And I got a kick out of it. It's very... I mean, it's supposed to be serious, but I just laughed because it's very just... I could see if you just change the musical cues, it is the best comedy reality show ever.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Love is Blind. That was on Netflix. You can check it out. Um, For Unstructured Reality, I see Kevin Hart. Don't fuck this up. Um, I know I reviewed this back when it came out, but I highly would recommend this for folks. Um, If you're interested in Kevin Hart or just comedy in general or just want to see someone who works really hard and does a great job... um, the Kevin Hart docu-series Don't Fuck This Up was really really good I'd recommend it for folks oh let's do this one documentaries um, American Masters
2: animated,
0: from uh, from well we'll get to it it's on the list American Masters from PBS Hillary from Hulu McMillions on HBO The Last Dance from ESPN and Tiger King uh, rounds yeah. out the list for me this is Last Dance going yeah. away yeah um, uh, is anything even going to touch it
2: well, Tiger King
0: Like, that's obvious. I should know Tiger King will (laughs) (laughs) challenge.
1: Yeah. Duh. Yeah. God damn it. you loved
0: loved McMillian's too. Not as much Mm -hmm. as Last Dance, but I know that's one you you really enjoyed and were following.
2: Yeah. I mean, I like Tiger King more than that, but um, The Last Dance, I think, wins. But
1: God damn it, that bitch Carol Baskin taking Miami.
0: I'm never going to
1: financially
0: recover from this,
2: <laughs> dude. If Joe Exotic wins a fucking Emmy, I mean the the
1: world is going to be. They got to release him. They gotta.
0: Yeah. God, uh, here's animated. Seth was clamoring for this. Um, Big Mouth is nominated from Netflix. Bob's Burgers. BoJack Horseman is back. I think that was its. Was that its last season, Seth? Or are it they yet to come back with their final? It, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty is nominated, and then The Simpsons. On here as well. I think it's pretty obvious that Big Mouth is the best here. Everything else no, is pretty much garbage. I'm gonna kill uh, we you. We can probably move on then. You guys good on mm-hmm. this one? Yeah. Move oh, on. Okay.
2: BoJack deserves <laughs> it. Best animated show of all time, and
0: um, oh, of all time to. now he's saying yes. Okay.
2: Big Mouth can suck my big balls compared to <laughs> BoJack Horseman.
0: There we go. From the uh, the guy who w- would tell you himself he doesn't barely watch any animation um is he's the authority on the best animated show of I all watch, time and, and it is BoJack Horseman.
2: <laughs> big mouth and and bojack horseman and i can tell you i watch both and bojack is much better
0: yeah oh, okay well i guess we'll see we'll see what the we'll see
2: what the Emmy people say Yeah.
0: there we go um that's how you know Seth's got a good defense uh, when, he, when he starts with the voice. <laughs> you know Seth
2: um, that, has a good defense. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm, I'm looking at the writing nominations here. and the, So these go by episode, um, and there's, there's quite a bit here that, that's to like. But, Seth, I want to ask you about what we do in the Shadows because they've got two writing nominations here for two different episodes, and then some nominations up above here, too. You just recently watched that, Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I was thinking that it was just a stupid little dumb show that was like, oh, it's for, you know, people who are really into, um, you know, that, that property and that movie, but it sounds like it's got even more appeal than that, but you you enjoyed it quite a bit. You think it's deserving of all these nominations?
2: Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, I haven't gotten super deep into it, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it deserves some, some accolades and a lot of people loved it. It was definitely a, uh, a hit show for people who are big fans of comedy. So there you go.
0: Well, there you go. Um, there are lots of nominees that we didn't cover here, um, but those are the ones that that we care the most about. Um, I'll link to the list that we went through tonight. Um, but in addition to that, um, you can link elsewhere to the full list, which has all the different technical nominees. There's like a thousand nominees for the Emmys. So um, if if you're something, if you're looking for something specific, go out there and check out the full list. Um, I will link to it in the description box so that y'all can go check it out. Uh, Seth, one last chance to bitch and moan about Better Call Saul. You have the floor.
2: I just... It, it don't get no respect. Um, <laughs> put some respect on my name. Um, no, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't get enough respect, and it's the best show on TV right now, and uh, not enough people watch it. People think it's just a, a Better Call Saul... Uh, a, Dumb spin off, and it's a it's just as good, um, if not better, than some episodes than what won a billion Emmys back in the day and in, in, in Breaking Bad. So, like, that was a no brainer winner of Emmys, and fucking Better Call Saul can barely even get a whiff of it um, just because it's a spin off, essentially. So, uh, that's what they think of it is. But I don't know. People are stupid. Um, you're all dumb, and you can suck my butt.
0: <laughs> what do you say to folks, Seth, that say, Better Call Saul is, is very, very good and perhaps even as good as you say, but there are just better shows and performances.
2: There, That's not the case.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. That's what I've said to every woman who didn't want to be with me. I'm the hottest guy on the planet. There's no guy hotter than me. <laughs> and uh, if you don't like me, it's because you think I'm a spinoff. off a spinoff we'll see maybe maybe break uh, maybe better call Saul will come down the ramp with a steel chair at the Emmys and take a bunch of awards <laughs> <laughs> even though it wasn't nominated we'll see and um, there
2: won't be anybody in person for the awards either
0: oh yeah it'll be pretty easy for him to steal um we'll keep an eye out the now na- uh, the ceremony will be held on September 20th so we'll react to that after the fact um but a um uh what about six seven weeks out so uh, take a look at the list pick your favorites let us know on Facebook and Twitter at SoCoShowPod uh, where you think we're right where you think we're wrong do you agree with Seth do you think Better Call Saul should have had 26 nominations yes um, do you think, uh, do, you think <laughs> do you think Watchmen uh, can lose anything it's nominated for I don't think so um, let us know what you guys think in those comments <clears throat> for now though uh, we're going to roll on but we're going to keep it in TV for a moment because we got some stuff to review in the TV corner television Nobody all right a couple of shows here from Netflix Jared we're gonna start with you here and a little bit of animated throwback for some folks a um, little bit of a nostalgia trip here for you
1: yeah, yeah, man! Transformers, robots in disguise. <laughs> <Found a laughs> is that Transformer. the theme? Hey, I think we found Transformer here. This um, thing's gonna college. put you through
0: college. <laughs> and put you through
1: college right now. Um, but no, yeah, this is a, this is a limited animated series. It's six episodes. It is a very, very long title. It's uh, Transformers: The War for Cybertron, Chapter One: Siege um and the uh, fab fantabulous emancipation of one Harleen Quin- Quinzel. almost uh the, it, it's the, the, yeah if they give a you know oscar for the worst title it'll it'll be up there it'll it'll Cole be nominated birds of prey <laughs> um but no this is uh comes out netflix limited series and they took the kind of style and sound effects and basically it's nostalgia from that 80s movie the the original uh transformers animated series that a lot of people love um but then they added they, they updated it essentially they just put it through this thing and it's like boom now it's a uh, 3d animated for the models it's very kind of a mixture of 2d backgrounds and landscapes the 3d models and almost every now and then kind of a cell shaded effect on the robots that looked really cool like I really enjoyed the animation style of this um the story does kind of follow the same framework of that 80s movie i believe it's kind of like you know hey decepticons uh against the autobots cybertron is dying we need to get the all spark so the story isn't i wouldn't say too compelling it's kind of the visuals of this film or this series rather and they're calling it um anime i know that some people in the comments were saying that it's not but it does kind of have you know i wouldn't say those anime tropes but there's a few things that very much reminded me of like gun where someone has like a laser sword, or they shoot a big laser, and then it's like a delayed explosion of all of this stuff. So once the series gets going, I, I think that it took a couple episodes to kind of to ramp up into the action, but like, there was aerial combat, and then the shooting and explosions and everything was very action packed again with the with the animation style of that 2D 3D mixture looked really really cool but i think that it just took a little uh, it's only 6 episodes each one is like 23 minutes about 23 25 minutes so it's a quick watch but the first two episodes just felt very slow it felt very clunky because um the kind of hand-to-hand combat felt... I, I don't know if it was the animation. I don't know if it was the frame rate. I don't know what the deal was. But the aerial combat looked great. The shooting and explosions looked great. But the hand-to-hand combat within the first three episodes was just so slow. And I'm like, mm. these robots, man, they need to be tuned up, thrown back <laughs> in the garage. Come on. super, like Get a, get a super engine in this thing. Um, so that was one of the negatives for myself. But then also um, the world felt very empty. It didn't feel like it was a lived-in world, so a lot of the... When the Autobots and whatnot are, you know, talking, fighting, whatnot, but when it zooms out a little bit to give more of a landscape setting, it just felt very dreary, and I don't know, I I maybe wanted something to move in the background, maybe a little bit more clutter, so it did look like it was a lived-in world. Um, Those are the only coupled negatives. Otherwise, I really had a good time with it. Uh, I mean, it's a quick watch. It's six episodes. It's, um... The first part, I think it's supposed to be a trilogy. Um, the, the next couple chapters, I think one might co- or two, chapter two might come out the, at the end of this year. But the voice cast, along with the sound effects and the robot designs, very much nostalgic, but updated to, you know, 2020 standards. Um, if you're a fan of, you know, anime and Transformers, I'd check it out. Is the guy who normally does Optimus Prime Optimus Prime? I don't think so because, again, the very first episode, it took me a little while to be like, okay, this sounds like Optimus, but I don't think it is him. Um, I know that Rooster Teeth Animation doubled up with AllSpark um, Entertainment, I want to say, to do, uh, they uh, tag team this uh, animation and I think also voice in some of the characters. So, I think a lot of the characters were actually newer, but they do sound similar to kind of potentially if you grew up with that early, uh, or the uh, 80s movie and early animated series. Autobots.
0: It's hard to beat Optimus Prime's voice like every time he comes up and he's like Autobots assemble like, oh wow
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, 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 I'm surprised they didn't get Gilbert Godfrey in here for this
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to try Gilbert Godfrey Autobots um, sir. there you go assemble can we assemble the Autobots sir? can you no, assemble
1: the Autobots sir? I think you <laughs> hope to be in the Transformers
0: New host is a Decepticon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So Transformers and long, long subtitle is available um, on Netflix. Head over now and you can check that one out. Uh, you can also check out this next show, which uh, we've got an interesting kind of dynamic here. So the, the show we're, we're going to review next is Umbrella Academy. And uh, what's interesting is I just finished ep- the first season of of Umbrella Academy. The second season is about to drop this Friday and Jared has had an early look at season two. So, um, I guess I'll start here and just talk about season one and then Jared can give us a little bit of a tease about what we can expect in season two. Um, I'll say for Umbrella Academy, this is I'm gonna end up really recommending this to a lot of, to most people. Um, Umbrella Academy is a, uh, it's an adapted uh, Dark Horse comic series about this group of kids who um, they're they're essentially born under these really mysterious circumstances and end up manifesting these superpowers and they're gathered together by this guy who um, basically adopts them and becomes their father and then raises them as superheroes and at some point in their teenage years they they kind of split up and and lost each other and what happens at the beginning of season one of Umbrella Academy is the father passes away and they all come back and, and meet each other again. And there's some interesting kind of um, dynamics between the several characters. And then there's a major threat uh, and um, an impending apocalypse that they need to band together to stop. Um, I really, really like the Umbrella Academy. I, 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 had, I had started watching it uh, shortly after it had come out last year. And had fallen off uh, really inexplicably. I can't tell you why I stopped watching it. But I rewatched the entire season in like 24 hours um, earlier this week. And it is awesome. I think what they do really well here is the world build. Uh, And I I know they get probably a lot of that from the comic. But there is so much going on in this show. Uh, Every character has quite a bit of depth and quite a bit of their own things to do. Um, not only the, the super powered individuals who are the main cast, but supporting cast characters who like enter the show as like background people and then end up being like really meaningful uh, characters in the show over time. Uh, it just seems like it was really, really well thought out. Um, there's a lot of kind of bits of information and plot twists and things that are fun to kind of try to figure out as you're watching. Um, you know, you see, you'll see something that's like, oh, I need to remember that detail, and then you're gonna watch for it as the show goes on. You're like, when's that gonna come back around? There's a lot of those elements. Uh, the acting in the show, I would say, is fine. If there's a low point, I would say that they could have improved on the acting. Um, but the way this is written, uh, it's got a really interesting style as well. They use a lot of kind of throwback. Um, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is it? Probably a lot of '80s music, uh, maybe some '70s yeah. in there.
1: Yeah, it's kind of I would say you know '80s, '70s. They do um, they take some stuff that you know is popular, but they'll take a, use a cover instead of the actual yeah. artist. And whoever is choosing this music, they they know what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. It is so fun. Even in the first episode, uh, that song I think we're alone now is, is yep. like heavily featured, and the way that they incorporated into the show and the way that the characters react. There's a stylistic element here that's really fun. Um, There's a lot of tense situations and drama and action and violence in this, but ultimately I would say that the show is just fun. Um, There's quite a bit of comedy in it, Um, but the biggest thing for me is just the world build, the complexity of the plot is really fun to watch it unfold. There is a time travel element of the show that I think is handled really well, um, handled really smart, and isn't confusing ever, um, at least not to me. There, there's just there's so much happening here, but they do a really good job of weaving in the exposition along with the plot progression, along with the introduction of characters. So as far as a season one for a show goes, and it has an ending that um, provides what I think is an incredible setup for what we're gonna see in season two, and we'll hear about that in a second. But as far as season one goes, of this show i i am hooked i i will be watching season one regardless of what jared's about to say i'm going to be watching all of season two this weekend um umbrella academy hooked me all the way in. i've talked to some of my friends about this and they're really loving it too seth i know you haven't seen this i highly recommend you see this i think you're going to really enjoy it for some of the reasons I mentioned. Um, but Jared, I, I love season one. I'm hoping you'll tell me that season two is also enjoyable. I hope I'm not about to be disappointed here.
1: Uh-oh. All right, so take season one and just put a two at the end and that's it.
0: 12? <laughs> <laughs> that is
1: correct no, no 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 um yeah i'm definitely gonna take the baton now and like you said it, it, it season one ends in a very unique way of setting up something very fun and i will say uh season one i instantly just started i watched this uh two weeks ago very first watch, absolutely fell in love with it. Lo- everything Cody said, I I echo because I everything was just... I was in the perfect mood to watch this, uh, this series. So season two, you know, coming out this Friday, it sets up in, a, again, a unique place of where season one ends. And this time, instead of present day, they're going back to the 60s. So essentially, it's these characters... The ones that you grew to love, you know, in the first 10 episodes and whatnot, it's it's more of them, but in a completely different setting where they are foreign to the world. And you can also think that what kind of different obstacles, aside from, you know, time travel and people coming after them with these superpowers, what other obstacles in America in the 60s are these characters going to run into? Like, there's a character that's black. America is hella racist in the 1960s. I mean, even today they still are, but like that's not a good time for a black person to probably be around in America at that time. Mm -hmm. So you have to think that the struggles that that character deals with, the other character of, you know, someone that maybe, you know, uh, doesn't is is overly emotional and whatnot and uh, doesn't know how to deal with that, you know, separation anxiety and whatnot. they like each of these characters has to deal with something that's very unique, but then you bring in like Cody had mentioned all of these side characters and lore and whatnot. That's from the first one, but then you get even wackier situations. You get different characters, you get different connections. You find out things that were set up just an, an offhanded like scene or sentence in the first season completely pays off in season two and also with it being set in dallas in the 60s there's a lot of stuff that times that ties in with history if you know your history well enough um That's what I really liked because they're messing with historical elements and they can't because it'll change things. So you have to see how it's kind of this roundabout way, almost like a back to the future of them being like, oh, crap, we did this. So now we have to do this to try to fix that. Um, So, again, everything, you know, the characters, the music is even – A highlight for myself because they threw in songs like everybody by Backstreet Boys is in this no spoilers but yeah that's that's in here um and then they do a really unique cover of Hello by Adele but it's but it's a Swedish cover and it fits the scene the tone the mood everything Perfectly, I will say that um, a few of the things that I, I guess didn't stick entirely, like the first season, some of the side characters that Cody had kind of alluded to, there's other side characters in season two, they aren't as charming as the characters in season one, they definitely have their own unique angle, and they're very weird, they just didn't give me that charm that I, I got from the first season, Um But the time elements and how every... All of these different timelines and characters, how their story plays out, I think is fantastic. I'm so glad that I jumped on and watched season one. Season two is basically whatever you liked from season one, you're getting more of that in season two. And I will say that this one ends in just a completely unique way as the first one did. (gasps) And also, I was doing some research today. I didn't realize this, but the singer from my chemical romance is the guy that did these comics no shit yeah and, i did not and know that so they came out the first there's two runs or two uh volumes that came out in 2008 and the third one didn't come out until 2018 and now he's working on the fourth one um so he very much took a hiatus. Then Netflix was like, hey, we're going to make a show, so that you better start writing more. So that's that's the plan. There, there's probably going to be a couple more seasons, I will say that.
0: Man, that's awesome. I am so pumped to watch Umbrella Academy. Um, thinking back to season one, and, and I, I won't spoil anything, but um, Jared, there's something that happens to uh, the character Klaus about midway through season one that ends up being a pretty major part of his arc that an event that happens to him and that thing that arc with with that character is one of my favorite things i've ever seen in tv i thought it was masterfully handled and it it causes him to grow in a way that's really unique and it's something i've never before seen anything like um in in any show so like even if you just want to see something that is unlike what you've seen before, highly recommend Umbrella Academy. There's a lot to love in this. And mm-hmm. even if you hate a lot of it, there's just so much going on. I guarantee you you will find at least one character who you love and want to root for. Um for yeah. me, it was a lot of them, but there it's 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 so, so, so good. I can't say enough how much I recommend it to folks
1: and and that's the thing is, I I'm trying to hold my tongue because there's a lot of stuff I want to say or reveal, but it will ruin the surprise for people. But I think the um, like Cody, you had just mentioned, there's what six characters of these umbrella the 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 six siblings or whatever. You can find a characteristic of at least one of them that you latch onto and kind of see yourself in or very much enjoy. Like even the the young kid five. I looked him up. He's only 16, and I'm like, man, this guy is carrying this role. Like he is, yeah. he is asked to do a lot. He's kind of one of the main character. I mean, they're all, you know, they all have their own time to shine, but I feel like he is kind of the through line of these two seasons.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, his character. Um, it's interesting because it's even a spoiler to talk about his age. But um, stop he, it. Um, he. Uh, he has some fucking awesome action scenes in this, and I, I'm not sure I emphasize enough. The action in this show is really cool and really creative, and I'm incredibly excited to see what they do in season two because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they'll get into some situations where they can do some even cooler stuff. With well, combat. and imagine, so, yeah,
1: and imagine everything that you know, you maybe saw a glimpse of or heard about in season one. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going back in time, so you're probably gonna get a little bit more of something that you wanted to. See an origin of, or where that character was, or how they were before you saw them in season one.
0: Mm-hmm. This is this is I am so excited to watch this season two of Umbrella Academy comes out this Friday on Netflix. Jared's giving it the thumbs up. If you haven't seen season one, high 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 recommend go check that out on Netflix now and then roll it right into season two uh, this weekend. Seth, if we convinced you, will you try this? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's it's better than Better Call Saul, but it's oh, at least oh. as. Good.
1: I can guarantee it would have at least got nominated for an Emmy. If, if you don't want me to watch something, you
2: bash Better Call Saul. I'm not gonna watch it.
0: <laughs> well, it'll be your loss, I suppose. No,
2: I I do have plans to start it this weekend, if I end up finally beating. Last of Us 2. Oh, you will. You will, sir.
1: So you're going to binge. Binge both of them.
2: I also purchased Ghosts of Tsushima, which is sitting on my... It's Shushimi. (laughs) Ghosts of Shushimi. I already have a hard enough time pronouncing that. Um, (laughs) But that's also sitting on my coffee table at the moment, so I have to start that, too.
0: Well, there you go. Um, Well, at any rate, Umbrella Academy. High recommend. Check it out. Uh, Transformers. You just made the list! There you go. You just made the list! You just made the list! There we go. Um, Transformers also available on Netflix now. So a couple things to watch this week from the TV corner. Television Down
2: on the corner. Nobody puts
0: So Jared, I don't, I don't know how much you can or can't say about this, but, um, in the case of like the umbrella Academy, you got early access, you got the whole season. How long did you have to watch it? Did you have to power binge that to get your review ready for the drop today?
1: Um no, because I was ambitious and uh motivated and followed my calendar and requested it two weeks prior. So I luckily had some time to stew on it. And um if people are still listening to this right now, uh there is a very in-depth ending explained poorly that I'm working on, and it's probably yes. gonna be about thirty minutes long. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm <not laughs> yeah, like that's all I, I it took me six hours to write today, so uh jesus it it's yeah it's a it's a hefty one
0: that i cannot fucking wait anyone who's seen umbrella academy is licking their chops waiting for the <laughs> to explain poorly uh, I, I cannot wait for that
2: also i do need to uh since we're talking about ending explained poorly um so i i watch your ending explained poorly for amulet after i watched the movie which we'll i'll briefly talk about oh and, shit and that 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 um that's a great ending, explained
1: poorly. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's oh god. Th- the thing is, I'm I'm I don't know if this is making the cut or whatever, but I'm so I'm kicking myself because after I rendered it, there was three really good jokes that I had not remembered to write down. That after I edited, it, I was like, well, now now I can't put those jokes in. Like,
2: <laughs> but whatever.
1: Uh, that- it turned out well.
2: What's what's the word you said you repeated a lot?
1: Um, Intriguing. No, 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 that was my, uh, that was my review of Fierce City. I said fascinating 12 times. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. and at the end of that review, there's a counter that says fascinating t- count 12. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, if if you didn't already know, you, you need to get over to YouTube. At
1: Jared Buckendall.
0: And get subscribed uh, so you can catch all these Ending Explained Poorly's, all these, uh, reviews. Uh, for things. Uh, Review of the Umbrella Academy is out now, so you can check that out if you need to see it in advance of watching season two. Um, But get on over to the YouTubes and catch up on all this stuff. Um, And Seth alluded to it a second ago. We got some movies to talk about, so let's jump into some reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it! (laughs) I
1: hated it!
0: All right, Seth, so you mentioned Amulet a second ago. Um, You saw that and one other movie that Jared did last week. Two other movies, you pervert. Two others. (laughs) No, you I'm saying that Jared you don't even let me finish my sentence before you correct Oh, Okay. Me. You Sorry. saw that and one other movie that Jared had already seen. Ah, gotcha. Um gotcha. so why don't you give us your thoughts on these?
2: Okay, fine, I will. Um I mentioned Amulet before. Um it's 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 a weird one. Um, <laughs> just to 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 add on to Jared's point. So Jared mentioned last week, if you if you tuned in last week, um horror, thriller, suspense movie, um kind of it jumps back and forth in time a little bit. Um Definitely like weird and creepy through most of it, but then the end, the last like twenty minutes is like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um It's it's fucking weird. Uh so I, I won't say anything more, but yeah, I mean I, I think the, the movie the, the movie itself I didn't I didn't really enjoy most of it. Um I thought that it was pretty it, I don't know. It was, I mean, it definitely slow. It was a very slow movie, and I just never felt like anything was happening. I mean, there were some messages and symbol s- symbolism type things they were doing throughout it, but like, I just I think the story itself of like setting up what gets to the weird fucking shit isn't like the most, and enter- it wasn't wasn't the most like coherent, and it wasn't, and I think probably because it was jumping back and forth a lot. Um, it all kind of ties ties in at the end, but it's it's just I don't know. It's not it it. I don't think they told the story in the the best way, or at least the most efficient way. And it's only an hour and a half movie, so. Um, but it, I wouldn't recommend it to people. Um, but I would seek out the last twenty five minutes or so and just watch it because <laughs> that alone, <laughs> that and it's such a it's it's such a fucking shift. Like it goes. <laughs>
1: so weird and that's that's why i think it turned me on to the more positive side of things again i i was more on for the technical side of uh how how everything was kind of uh you know the setting the lighting the uh a, a weird creepy score but yeah i agree that the uh The writing or where it goes isn't the strongest, but my God, if I were to say, I will give you a million dollars, but and you have to guess the end of this movie, you have a hundred guesses, you won't even get close. No.
0: (laughs) I gotta check this shit out. I gotta get caught up to you guys.
2: Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think it's a good movie, um, but it's fucking weird, um. Yeah, so the second movie I watched is Dave Franco's uh, directorial debut for *The Rental*. Um, uh, again, another horror suspense. It's uh, more, definitely more like suspense. It's kind of it's more something. It's more real. It's like a realistic type horror. Like this shit could happen. Um, the way it's set up, I think the person, the I think what ends up happening would be able to be sussed out uh, a little bit easier. Um, but I think that someone could actually do what the guy does or what the the villain does in this movie. Um but yeah, it, it, two couples go to an Airbnb um for a weekend and uh some some suspicious stuff starts happening at this uh this rental home uh kind of in the middle of the nowhere. Um super nice house but secluded um in in the woods. Um so, you know, some some creepy stuff starts happening, but definitely a lot of susp- suspenseful moments um some good uh good acting overall and um they do make some points with like uh stuff about like race and stuff and and how people are perceived and treated and things like that so um i think that um it has a message but it's also like a realistic like this shit could fucking happen horror um so it's pretty cool um but yeah i I liked a lot allison breeze great um I think the cast in general. That I mean, it's really just like five characters, and uh, I think that they're they're all they're all really good.
1: So, and Dave Dave Franco's got a, got a future kid in the directing. So I enjoyed it. Hey Seth, would you kind of agree that the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes completely different movies?
2: Yes, I think that's probably the one the one issue I might have with it is. Um, because, and, and we, Jared and I texted about this too. There's a, the, there's a big chunk of the movie here where it's like almost a drama, like a, a relationship drama with some like infidelity stuff going on and stuff like that. Um, and that is almost more interesting than like the horror part of it. Cause like really the horror part of it isn't totally like contingent on this, this, like other drama going on, so it it does almost feel like separate movies. But I think that I think that the movie itself is good enough to, you know, warrant that kind of shift. Warrant that shift in a way.
0: Well, there you have it. Um, <laughs> Amulet and the rental. Um, again, I, I'll I we'll call it mixed. or well, we'll call it mixed reviews. Um, but Seth, you saw you saw something, uh, a couple things. That were new to you as well. So what do you got that that the folks haven't heard about?
2: Well, I have the first cow. (laughs) The moo. Why don't you give me some country backing music?
0: I'm not going to give you backing music. (laughs)
1: Damn it. Here, let me turn on the trailer talk sounder. There you go. Yeah,
0: there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah!
1: First cow um, is...
2: It's uh, I guess it takes place in the 1800s. It's uh, kind of around like, I guess the end of the the gold mining type stuff going on. Um, it takes place out in Oregon, so your your neck of the woods, Cody. Sweet. Um, and uh, the basic story. So this this uh, guy. It's this actually more actually in the the fur trading is kind of bigger here at this point so gold the gold is kind of faded away and it's like fur fur trading and capturing the they talk a lot about the beavers they're trying to capture but <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: wait hold on so the fur trade
1: and beavers yeah they're
0: they're after fucking beaver furs that's what you're yeah. telling me Seth. yeah is this a comedy or a drama
1: <laughs> it's a drama uh, it's a 24 i think i've seen this movie but it was called first hog and just the guy <laughs> was the main character hell yeah man
2: um but no uh yeah so it's Ed, the main character um he's been he's he looks like david Dashmalsian. I, I think that's how you pronounce his name the guy from um he was in like uh batman and stuff but he's he's like the discount version of him um He's, I, I know him from Orange is the New Black, but he's been, I think he's actually in, in Umbrella Academy, actually. I don't know his character, but when I was looking up his credits, I think he's in that. Um, but uh, he's a, he's kind of like an assistant for, for some fur trappers. Um, he's kind of like their bitch, almost. And he um, basically kind of gets fed up and leaves, and he meets this uh, Chinese man who is there because of the gold, but it's now kind of, Dried up, so he's kind of a guy who does like odd tasks and um, almost as a swindler a little bit. And so these two end up um, coming up with a, a like a, their own operation of uh, making baked goods. <laughs> I know this sounds really strange, um, but uh, the, the the former fur trapper guy used to be an assistant for a baker, um, and he so he's really good at making like these cakes. And they sell these cakes to um, people in this fur trapping town and become and so that they can get some money. but they're stealing the milk from the cow, the first cow. Um, that's and they call it the first cow because it's the first cow in that area. So it's like the first first town to get a cow in Oregon. And so that's kind of the basic story and it's about their friendship. This sounds really stupid, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: You're doing the opposite of what Jared always does. <laughs> Jared makes every movie sound super interesting and cool, and you're making but this they sound suck. Like, yours sounds like a terrible Geico commercial.
2: <laughs> Holy crap! I didn't realize how stupid this is. Um, uh, it's actually a really nice story, um, and and uh, I mean, it's not like amazing actor or anything, but it's it's a gorgeous movie. The way they shoot it, it's all like I think they shot it out in Oregon and some. Um, you know, like the the woods and stuff, but yeah, and that sounds really stupid. Um, it's not like an amazing movie. I thought it was fine. Um, it's kind of slow. It's it like honestly, that whole plot I just told you about takes place like an hour into the movie, and it's a two hour movie. Um, but the thing is, is like nothing else really happens prior to that. It's just how sh- it just shows how how these two guys got here at that point, and then the, the movie starts happening an hour in. So it's definitely slow as hell, but I I enjoyed the story they were trying to tell and and uh there's some nice some nice moments in it so i don't know maybe watch it someday down the road it sounds really stupid though i uh
0: i can't i i gotta be honest with you Seth i'm not i'm not really compelled to watch this one
2: (laughs) i'm okay honestly i mean i i i had only watched it because it was going to be at the indie theater and then you know they haven't opened back up yet so i was like oh this is on their list i probably would have went and saw it Mm -hmm. um you know, if, it, if the theater is still open, so I'll throw it on and, you know, I, I would have probably walked out being like, yeah, it's fine, but, and then I was here at home watching it, so, admittedly, I was a little bored at times, so I opened up my phone, and then I paid attention again when the baked goods came out, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, um, I'm, we're gonna put, this is an open call, uh, folks, if, if, you, if you are, if you've listened to 100 episodes, uh, and you've seen First Cow and have a better review of it, you can audition to be the new show host.
2: <laughs> hey, I mean, I, go ahead. I'll just go watch First Cow on Wednesday nights again when we record.
0: There you go. There you go. First Cow. This is, uh, this is out on VOD now. You can check it out as a rental. Um, and Seth, you've got one more thing here for us, uh, and it's a comedy special. What, what did you like about this one?
2: Does no one else? Doesn't Jared have a movie review, too? Is he going last? Yeah, I got another one.
0: Yeah, we'll do that one after this one.
2: Okay. Um, so, this one isn't really a movie. Um, it's a comedy special. So, not, not a movie, Cody. But uh, It's, well, it's not TV, spe- either. Well, it's not a movie. So, suck it. Um but uh, this one is a, a co- comedy special that's on Comedy Central. Um, it's called Esther Pavitsky uh, Hot for My Name, which is pretty funny. That's a that's a good little bit she has in there about her name being a gross old woman. Um, mm. But uh, no, it's it's a it's a different definitely a different comedy special than you know kind of what you typically see. Which is something I like that a lot of comics are doing now because you know there's been a billion comedy specials where it's just someone standing on a stage, you know, telling jokes, but. Um, comedians are doing different like sketches in between and in this case it's a documentary in between um it's uh esther with her parents and it kind of shows their relationship and almost she's almost trying to get out of them like is comedy or is is um the reason i'm i do comedy and and i'm kind of messed up and need attention because of you guys and then it's them like going back and forth kind of Ba- almost battling on that idea and pa- her parents trying to be like no we were good and her being like well no i needed this or this so it's like r- their real life just following them around um and and <laughs> and them bat- battling on like you fucked me up and they're like no you didn't <laughs> no we didn't so it's kind of it's funny watching that struggle and how honest her parents are um and then there's like a a little bit of like of a musical uh musical number in there which is kind of funny uh cause she's she's like a trained dancer she used to do dancing a lot and so she incorporates some of that in like this musical number um but no it's it's actually really funny too with like the stand-up bits that she has in there um it's only like i don't know like three four minutes at a time and then it goes to the documentary and it does that back and forth um but she does she takes them all from like different nights she i think she did like probably six or seven different performances and cut them all together because she's got like different outfits on in between and stuff which actually kind of works with some of like the the, um, bit she does with the crowd too she has some like crowd stuff she does so it's all it's like very there's a lot of variety with it it's very different and cool the way it's all edited together Um, I really liked it a lot and it's funny and I think because because it does cut it all up. And I think it says something to people's attention spans now because of like Twitter and all different social media, it's like being able to cut up and change the, the pace of it all just keeps you interested the whole time. So everything feels a little fresh and, and and even funnier because of that. So it's, it's all very smart and, and I actually heard her talking about it on a podcast that she did this all on purpose and spent a lot of time thinking about how she wanted it, you know, cut up and stuff. So, um, Definitely good on her for thinking about all this and doing all this stuff and just even trying it because there's a billion comedy specials out there. You know, how, how can you get yours noticed? You know, so um, I really like that. I would, I would definitely recommend it.
0: So this is Et- Esther Pavitsky, hot for my name. Uh, you're gonna need the Comedy Central app to, uh, to watch this. So um, it's a free app, by the way. So you sign in with your TV provider and you can watch this one. Um, so check it out. I have enjoyed Esther Povitsky. I saw her on a show I like called Crazy Ex Girlfriend, um, and really enjoyed her on that. But Seth, you found you found your way to her on on the podcasts, um, and she just is one of those people that's like gen- genuinely just as funny, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm glad to hear that that shows through in the special. This this is on my list. I'm going to definitely check this one out myself. Alright, so to round it out here, Jared, we're gonna go to you for a final review, and uh, you've returned to your uh, <laughs> your roots in the uh, the foreign language uh, and foreign made movies here, so what do you got for us now?
1: Yes, 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 uh, I'm back on the foreign language films over on Netflix, uh, you know, the Polish crowd over there, they're very much loving my reviews, you know, the they, they want me to, yes, yes, um, so this one is called The Hater. And apparently, I didn't know this until after the fact, but this is a prequel to another movie, Um, but this one completely stands on its own and whatnot, so you don't need to see that sequel to know what the hell is going on in this. But essentially, the setup of this movie is this college kid is kind of... I don't know, I wouldn't say a fuck-up, but he definitely, he, he goes to college, but he, you know, gets kicked out, and his parents aren't around anymore. So, it's, I think it's his aunt and uncle, or, like, friends of his parents before they passed. They've kind of taken him under their wing a little bit, you know, pay for his college and whatnot, but he is very much, like, antisocial. He doesn't know how to really uh, talk to people, he kind of manipulates people and whatnot but one of the there's two different things going off on this where the the daughter of these aunt and uncle which now i'm starting to think that they're not even related to him he has a crush on so he's trying to get with this girl this whole time but then on the other hand he gets a part-time job at a marketing company who specializes in social media marketing tactics in very dirty ways essentially so they have this client that's marketing this is an example they have a client that's marketing some health shake but this other person their numbers are going up and up and up and they're more popular than this company so they then use this marketing firm to make fake facebook accounts fake events fake comments and driving negative reception to this person's product therefore losing all of their followers and credibility And then all of those people go to the other company. And that's just a disgusting thing that honestly is probably happening in today's world. So that was the interesting factor of this disgusting marketing strategy of Facebook where they even get even more into it where they start diving into political things where this guy is just like it's a montage of him like making all of these fake Facebook accounts and events and comments and hate speech essentially. And people are showing up to these, like, protests, but in reality, they were created by fake people, Um, but real people show up to them. So, it's a thing that is happening today, honestly. So, like, that aspect of it, and then it dives into, like, this kid, and he's, you know, going to the limits to, like, prove himself to this company, to do anything to get this girl. So, like, he invites, like, this Uh, Politician out that's running and like makes him like drugs him essentially and makes him like look foolish and then take pic takes pictures and sells them to the tabloid. So it's this really, really like hardcore, uh, thriller and suspense because it just keeps going and going and going and escalating to a point where he like manipulates this guy through like this online game to like essentially start doing terrorist, uh, things to this political, uh, Uh, faction essentially and it it was again it's it's a little bit maybe long watch for some people and again that polish language uh i think it might be uh english uh dubbing for this one i don't exactly remember but i think it's about two hours and 10 minutes so it might be a little bit of a long watch but throughout this whole thing it kept me intrigued the story the acting um they do a lot of uh great kind of like stylized shots and whatnot with like you know people going to raves going to nightclubs um kind of like a gala and whatnot so it's lighted and looks you know it looks great the way that they filmed everything the one negative that it had but some people jumped in the comments because again i didn't know that this was a prequel um there's some scenes where he is talking to this guy in like essentially an online like world of warcraft game so there's probably five to ten minutes of the movie of just like cgi characters talking um it took me out of it a little bit or felt a little weird. I understand that it plays into the tactics of, you know, him running this business, like essentially manipulating people through different means on the Internet. And people said that the original one, uh, the sequel, I guess, to this, there's more of that. So that's why they were almost kind of paying homage to it or seeing how it connects to that one. Um, Aside from that, you know, online CGI gaming and whatnot, th- I I really like this movie. Like the fact that it very much it was very timely at the time that I watched it, and especially right now, I think that it's a thing that just to watch to be like, just just to watch to be like, um, this is very disgusting and not to believe everything you see online.
0: This is really interesting to me um, and topical, right? Because this is this it's very yep. current. Um. I am. I might actually seek this out because that's a world that to me is so intriguing and um, mysterious, and I don't know anything about it. So that that is really cool. I might I might try to track this one down. Um, yeah. And check the it the out fact the that, like that
1: one scene that I mentioned, it's it's kind of like a montage of him like you know just crushing monster energy, but like just typing at like six computers, making fake accounts, posting fake comments, uh, hate speech. Like I'm like, there's people that do this, and mm-hmm. it's disgusting.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Seth was saying this. I think we were talking off podcast a couple months back about this, but the percentage of actual people that are that are like talking on Twitter and on Facebook, um, and the things that like we see on social media that we think everyone out there is talking about and knows is actually a really small subset of people who are actually active on social media, and then like so much of what's out there on social media is like fake people like that that are just trying to upset. Um, so it's scary it, even, you know, and it's it's uh, I think it's cool to kind of pull that curtain back and get to look at mm-hmm. it um, a little more closely after you watched you know, it. How do you find yourself being like, Ugh, like, maybe I should oh, go yeah. on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Like, I mean, I'm already off Facebook and that's the one that they kind of uh, touch on the most. I mean, I still post stuff, but I, I definitely don't take anything for fact over there. The one thing that I had wanted to say and it just clicked again was I resembled this character a bit to Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Nightcrawler, where he's very scummy and will do anything and everything to get to the next level. And people that he's, I guess, quote, unquote, friends with, he's instantly just backstabbing them to get to the next level. So that character very much reset Like, if you've seen Nightcrawler, it has hints and pieces of that.
0: Well, that sold it for me. I'm going to watch this because Nightcrawler is awesome. So this is the hater uh, and it's available, this is available right now on Netflix or is this still in yep. early access? It's yep, right this now. this
1: one dropped today.
0: Awesome. Okay. So The Hater on Netflix, I'm going to try to track this one down. Um, go out there and find it yourself if you want to do the same. So a lot of good stuff this week in reviews. Some things to check out if you're looking for another movie to watch this week. Um, but that's going to do it for now. Uh, we got to wrap it up here. So that's it for reviews. Mom,
1: <laughs> what do you think? I love it. <laughs> I hated it
0: all righty well that's going to bring us just about to the end of our show this week but before we do go we got to give you one more thing but i'm down to one one more thing i have a problem you guys and it is serious i am straight up addicted to hamilton um (laughs) i it is it has taken my life over i watched this thing for those who haven't seen it I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you, but um, just a heads up. This thing is two hours and 40 minutes long. I watched it twice last weekend.
1: (laughs) Holy crap.
0: Uh, I've seen the whole thing, I think, five or six times through now. um, And it's the only music I've listened to since it came out. Um, Like, I don't go when I want to listen to music, I don't go like, oh, do I want to listen to some rap? Or do I want to listen to uh, like some pop music or some throwback jams? I don't think like that anymore. I think what part of Hamilton do I want to listen to right now? And it's it's constantly the songs in my head are always Hamilton, like they apply. Cause there's so many lyrics and so many songs in (laughs) Hamilton that like, if you want to, and I do, you can apply any song, like a song to Hamilton, to anything in your life. I got back from vacation uh, when I saw you guys last week and I got to work the next day and I was like talking to people. I was going, what did I miss? And doing <laughs> oh my God. the Thomas Jefferson guy walking around. It is taken over the my entire fucking Existence and the problem I have now is that uh, I got I've gotten Gina on my same level, so together we are obsessed with Hamilton. So now it's just going to continue to spiral. So if I if I disappear at any point, I'm probably somewhere listening to Hamilton. So just play like Aaron Burser really loud, and I'll probably come running at some point. Um, if you if anyone out there hasn't seen Hamilton yet, you must go watch it. is on is on Disney Plus. It's so so good, um, but be careful when you do. Uh, it might become the only thing you care about. Uh, and that, that's what has happened to me. So fair warning f- for folks out there who still haven't seen it yet.
1: So within what, 26 days, you've watched this five times?
0: At least, yeah. And then I've seen, I've like watched, um, what, what what upsets me is I can't watch, like it's not been clipped apart and put like on YouTube Um, so a lot of times I want to go, I like, it's fun to listen to the songs, but I would rather watch them on stage and I can't just like get a video of a single song. So I'll like, I have a few times just put on Disney plus and scrolled through the movie to the part I wanted to watch and listen to. And so, and that's besides the five times that I've just sat down and watched the whole thing. So I don't know how many times between listening and watching it and clips. Um, I, I don't know how much I've seen it, but it's at least five times, like from start to finish. It's um, it's a thing. It's a it's a major thing. Yeah.
1: That is yeah. That's that's insane. Um, <laughs> wow. For my one more thing, I actually um, you know, I was talking about this a little bit off the air prior that uh, YouTube likes to send me unique videos every now and then, and this one popped up, and I literally thought that they were just making fun of me because this video it was in my suggested, and it said twenty one years old. I have no friends. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, YouTube, you really hit me at the core. So I'm like, okay, you, you got me, I'll click. And it is a 14 and a half minute video of this woman. Her name is Myra West, and it is the most kind of vulnerable, her just speaking truthfully, one take video, being like, hey, guys, um, I'm going on a walk by myself again. I don't have any friends. Um, you know, when I was a kid, and basically gives the whole rundown of like, she was homeschooled. She, I think, has eight different siblings. She's therefore saying that, you know, the parents didn't give her much attention, but also when she went to high school and college, she didn't go to college. When she went to high school, it was a very small school, I think 20 kids in her class, and she just, you know, didn't have any friends. So now she's an adult and literally has no one to talk to and she's like, how do I meet friends? How do I meet people? I've, I've gone to like lunch dates with people and I thought things were going great but then they just don't wanna hang out or is it something about me? Is it something about them? I don't know what's going on but I'm just so lonely in this world and whatnot. And I think that the reason that this exploded because then I did some more research on it because it has 3.7 million views now. It didn't get picked up about until about two months ago Therefore, you know, the the quarantine, everyone's singled out and whatnot. But I think that it's the fact that she's so genuine in this video. And it kind of, I mean, maybe you're sitting at home, you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, well, shit, you know, I don't have any friends or not too many friends. You're not alone. Like, I mean, everyone feels that way. It's just this, you know, maybe one day something. it, It was kind of like a positive thing because she even says in the comments, the very first one, it said, I posted this, and for the first three months or nine months, it had 300 views and now has 3.7 million and she has 75,000 subscribers, which isn't a thing I think she was looking for. It was just the fact that like, I want to be connected to people. I want to have someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. I want to potentially have someone to date and come home to. Um, And I did a little bit more searching and I think she has a boyfriend now. I think she has a handful of friends. So like everything worked out, but it's one of those things that was just kind of like, oh crap, a lot of people are probably dealing with this but also shows you kind of what can happen in a few months. So I don't know. It it felt like a slap to the face at first, but I really thought it was just like a very bare bones. Like I'm telling you how I feel and I just don't know what to do with my life anymore. Mm -hmm.
0: What a cool story. I love this that is not occasionally the internet uh is used for good and this seems like one of those cases they're few and far between though so that that's nice i like that i started off when you started that i was like what the fuck is he talking about but it ended (laughs) up in a good it ended up in a good spot i like this i might have to watch this
2: i guess uh my i don't really have anything um but i did just um while uh while well, while we're doing the podcast here, um, I ordered uh, i i I pulled the trigger on a gold belly purchase, and <laughs> nice. And I purchased uh, uh, from Kevin Smith's movies, movies uh, burgers. I, I, have, I have a I have a package of burgers coming to me uh, here uh, at, on August 11th. So if anyone wants to steal my burgers, <laughs> you can go on the front porch of my house and come get my burgers on August 11th.
0: There you go. I would strongly advise against stealing Seth's burgers. Um, If you're wondering what will happen to you if you do that, I would suggest you watch the first John Wick movie um, and picture yourself as any of the Russian guys in that movie. Um, Strongly discourage you from trying to take his burgers.
2: Yeah. Don't take my burgers. (laughs) Don't kill my dog.
0: There you go. Don't take Seth's burgers. Um, Don't give up hope. There's friends out there for you yet. Uh, and if you don't have any, just watch Hamilton a bunch of fucking times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it for one more thing this week. Well, I'm down to one, one more thing. Alrighty, folks. That's going to do it for episode 154 of the SoCo Show. Big shouts out to all of our sponsors. You can link to them in the description box. Also, big shouts out, of course, to our anchor wankers. Um, we appreciate you guys helping out the show and shout out to all of you who listened along this week as well again stay tuned uh next week big episodes we're gonna have we're gonna have some big announcements next week some things to look forward to that are coming up for our big third anniversary um of the soco show so we're really excited to share some of those things with you so make sure you come on back and check those out uh want to thank again jared at
1: jared buckendall
0: thanks for being here Uh, Another week, and one more time. Shouts out for uh, for four thousand subscribers. We'll give you the LeBron for three for the win. There you go. And many more to come, I know. So very excited to see, and see what happens more. next year. many
1: more. many more. No, uh, thank you, obviously, you know, for always inviting me over. I feel like I'm that guy that's, you know, staying on the couch a little too long. Maybe I'm. it's like you, You're me, Cody. and Dupree, and I'm Dupree right now. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for obviously, you know, letting me come on every week. It's fun. You guys have some cool stuff planned. I'm hopefully going to try to help with that but um just a quick thing for what's coming on my channel this weekend like i said i'm working on that ending explained poorly for umbrella academy season two um hopefully it does well because i'm putting this is the most work i've put into one of these videos so just go like it that's all you gotta do people just please (laughs) do that (laughs) that's all i ask
0: there you go there you go head on over to the youtubes once again at
1: jared buckendall
0: and uh make sure you make sure you're liking the stuff over there and um and check out the JB Patreon, too. Um, you got some... I, I, know, I know you're in the process of doing some revamping over there. Do you have anything you can tell the folks, or is that yet to come?
1: Um, I mean, I can give a little bit of a tease. I'm just trying to get feelers on what people want, because um, some of the stuff on there I just don't feel like is... is um what people want I guess what uh, attractive I guess is the is the term I'm going to use so I'm going to just in the next couple weeks I'm going to hopefully have some news about just revamping some stuff I think I'm going to try to do um that's where I'm going to start putting like experimental stuff where it's like I'll do like one or two and if it just doesn't land then that's the end of it but that's kind of what I was thinking um maybe some movie commentaries just like some fun stuff in there just to just to try things out um so if you guys have any input on what you'd like me to do or see um let me know
0: there you go there you go uh on the patreon head on over and support jb if you can um again we appreciate you guys listening to the show this week we're gonna wrap it on up um but we'll be back in seven days for 155 don't worry about that um for jared buckendall and the so host seth Ott, i've been the co-host cody michael and we will see you next week
2: Bye